بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمد ونسمی علی رسول کریم اما آباد کنٹینیوئنگ ود ملفوظات دا اسٹیٹمنٹس اف شیخ حضرت مولانا شاہ حکیم محمد اختر صاحب رحمۃ اللہ علیہ ملفوظ ٹاپک آف دس از گناہ کی پرفریب لذت کی مثال ایگزامپل آف دا deceptive enjoyment of sin sin it promises lot of enjoyment but that enjoyment that it promises a very big deception this is a great hoax and a deception that it catches a person in so this is giving an example of this فرسٹ اس ایز گناہ کی لذت سے پناہ مانگو اس لذت سے اللہ محفوظ فرمائے فرسٹ آسک اللہ تعالیٰ پروٹیکشن فرام دا سو کال انجوائمنٹ آف سن اللہ تعالیٰ سیو اس فرام دس دین فرد اس ایز گناہوں میں ایک لذت رکھ دی ہے اس لذت پر مت جانا بس دو منٹ کی لذت ہے اس کے بعد تکلیف ہی تکلیف ہے very very superficial enjoyment in sin with the enjoyment of two minutes and then a lifelong of misery so now this is not something that any intelligent person will say is good that for two minutes he attain some kind of enjoyment and then for endlessly he is being in, his, in this turmoil this is not intelligence in any way then as it gives the example of what is this enjoyment all about as shaitan and nafs make it appear to us example that thereafter is given just to summarize the example now in these areas in india pakistan etc in the rural areas a very common thing perhaps in our country also this might be something that happens in the rural areas so the dung the dung of the animals is collected this is then used for various things for fuel and sometimes for fertilizer and whatever so now the dung is all collected and heaped but now when the dung is heaped in one place sometimes it suddenly it rains now that dung is very fertile in itself so now when it rains so out of the blue that whole heap of dung it just suddenly sprouts with all kinds of like grass and whatever else So in a short while the whole place is covered with all this grass and all whatever other things have now grown out of it. So now from the distance person can see something very lush. So now when he sees this very lush piece of lamb there or whatever he gets attracted to it. This looks very lush. Now the person who hasn't seen the dung underneath this very lush grass or whatever is there he'll get attracted to it. because he doesn't know what's lying under it but now when he finally got there uh, he came running headlong dived into it because now it's looking so lush and sounding like very comfortable and it'll be very enjoyable but when he lands himself there he realizes he's completely in dung now that smell and that odor and the mess and whatever else but he got deceived by what it got covered with the person who 
first made sure what's beneath this. He won't get deceived by what's on the top. He's seen what's under it. So now he's passing by there, he's also seeing the same grass, but he knows what's under it. He knows this is a heap of dung here. So he doesn't even look in that direction. He feels very uneasy even just looking in that direction. If he's walking past two, he's taking a bit of a broad cut around it, so that he doesn't pass too close to it also. Because he knows it's a heap of dung. Likewise, a person who has understood what sin is all about, Allah Ta'ala has blessed him with that basirat, with that inner sight, that he sees the reality of what sin is all about. That this is just a outward deception, on top is looking very lush, promising a lot of fun and enjoyment, but underneath it is all dung. Underneath it is only the problems and difficulties and turmoil and things that are going to turn his whole life upside down, things that are going to break his marriage, that's going to break the whole family apart, that's going to break his probably business apart, what not it will do. Oh, and then that is only dunya still. The worst thing is it will Allah forbid topple his whole akhirat. Now the person who doesn't look at what's beneath this, he'll go headlong into it. And now when he's already in the problem, now he's thinking, where I drop myself in? So this is the example of this deceptive enjoyment. It just gives a outer appearance of being very lush, outer appearance of a lot of enjoyment. But after that what? Person, shaitan, nafs, tempt him to commit some haram glances, for example. Now why? Because the heart now is inclined that, you know, I will enjoy looking at what I'm going to look at. So now nafs trapped him into that. Shaitan whispered all kinds of things and now he did that. So now, how long is going to look? Somebody is going to look for one minute, maybe ten minutes, how long? After that, what? But then, then now he can't sleep at night. His heart is in this constant turmoil. And then with the effect of this haram, he even loses the enjoyment of the halal Allah has blessed him with. Now that halal wife Allah Ta'ala blessed him with, he's going to be at loggerheads with her. This is something that has been experienced over and over again by many, many people. And the mashayikh have written about this. That a person who indulges in haram glances, his relationship, the relationship between spouses will get impacted. This is the effect of it. Now there will be all kinds of other things a person will be looking at, but he said this and she said that, and this happened and that happened, and all these things resulted in this argument, and then this problem came about, and what not happened. And we'll be looking for all other kinds of uh, underlying causes and issues, and often there are other, like, other causes as well, but very often the underlying issue under the underlying issues. So now sometimes we're looking for an underlying issue. Why this happened? Because of this problem. This happened, this argument took place, and this argument led to this fight, and this fight led to this problem, so that argument was the whole problem. But what's the underlying issue under the underlying issue? What, what sparked of this? This was sparked off by the impact and the effect of that haram glances. Everything has its impact. A person, one person lit a match, 
He lit a match and suddenly that whole room almost exploded. Now this was a strange thing. He lit one match. He was about to light something, whatever. So he lit a match. The whole place exploded. Then it was realized that that stove or whatever he was going to light, that gas stove, that was left on. That gas was escaping. Somehow he didn't smell it. That gas was escaping. It filled that whole environment. Now that whole environment was filled with that gas. Now that one strike of that match, that little spark, and that whole place came alight. But that was invisible. Couldn't see it. It was there, but invisible. Mufti Shafi says all these sins, these give off a gas, a, an evil gas, obviously as an example this is, but meaning it has its impact, it has its effect. Now something which apparently is even unrelated, which generally shouldn't cause any real issue, but that created a spark. And the gas around the person due to the sins, that exploded. Now he exploded in all kinds of vulgarity, he exploded in all kinds of obscenity, he started doing some all kinds of senseless things, but what, what caused him to behave in that manner? Why he went berserk like that? Often it is the impact of sins that gave off this gas around him. This evil that came into that environment, into his mind, in his heart, and he's now all around this is with him. Now this one thing became the spark. Now people are trying to look for the issues and the reasons and what's, what really caused this. But many a times we don't look behind this. We're only looking at what is the asbab in terms of material things, in terms of physical issues, in terms of human matter. But in terms of what Allah Ta'ala has created another system, Darul Asbab is not just the asbab we can see. There's also another level of asbab beyond that. Righteous actions bring great barakat, great blessings. Person lives with taqwa, Allah Ta'ala makes that a means of muhabbat also. Makes it a means of muhabbat between him and people around him. Allah forbid, person is indulging in haram, that's a sabab also. That saps away all the barakat. And that starts creating all kinds of problems. But now that is an unseen link. He can't see it. I did this action and it resulted in that effect. Nowadays we are in this wireless world. People are sitting in one corner of the world. One person said, no, he is some relative. He goes overseas. And from overseas he opens the curtains of his house. Now he's pressing something and some buttons, whatever. And the curtains are being opened. The lights are being switched on. And then in the morning the lights are being switched off and the curtains are whatever. All this is happening from another part of the world. This whole wireless system. Now, if this wireless system can have all these impacts, Allah Ta'ala created this system between insan and his amal and the amal and the effects. Allah Ta'ala created it long, ever since Allah Ta'ala created insan. There is apparently no link, but the link is there. The kind of amal, that's a kind of effects. So now the person is getting involved in this vice and sin, is creating a situation around him, then it takes something to spark it off. Now when it sparks off, it's all kinds of issues and all kinds of problems. We're looking for the underlying cause, but often we're not looking where it's supposed to be found. But that self-reflection, 
One person wrote was a Mufti Mahmoud Sahib Rahmatullahi and many things. Now he was involved, mashallah, in some dini khidmat and whatever else. And then things just went haywire. So now he's writing that I was involved in all this. Now currently I am plowing the fields. That was now that oxen. I got to drive those oxen and stand on that plow and make sure it plows well. This is, this is what I mean. I wrote to him and replied to him, You should ponder very carefully that what brought you away from that position that Allah Ta'ala had blessed you with in terms of being involved in the service of deen and put you behind the tails of oxen, plowing fields. It's a halal occupation. That too is something Allah Ta'ala makes it a means of halal risk for somebody. But that didn't happen that a person was involved in something much superior and he suddenly came over here without any apparent, without any reason behind it. Just think about it. Something has dropped you from there to here. What was it? So now this self-reflection, this pondering within oneself, that this, where did it come from? Did I bring this about on myself? Is this something I sparked off? Are my amal the catalyst to all this? So this is the very important aspect. And this is the message that Razad is giving here. That sometimes we get deceived by this lushness, what appears to be lush. But where is this thing, what's appearing to be lush, where is growing out of? It's growing out of this dung. A person is going to go to try and relax on that lush, what's appearing to be lush. He's going to sink into that dung. Now when he sinks into the dung, now he realizes where he put himself in. And all that lushness all disappeared. So this is the message that don't get caught up in this. Don't allow this to deceive one. Bas guna bhi dekhne mein aise hi khubsurat malum hote hai. Aur unki lazzat bhi itni hi deer ki hai. See sins also, is just this momentary so-called enjoyment. And once that is over, then uske baad Allah ke qahar wa ghazab ke siwa kuch nahi mil sakta. Then apart from the wrath of Allah Ta'ala and the displeasure of Allah Ta'ala, there is nothing else that a person gets. Shaitan gunahon ki lazzaton ko khubsurat karke dikhata hai. Wo chahta hai ke tum Allah ke raaste par na chalo. Lekin Allah aur Allah ke Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam kya farmate hai? Unhone pehle se khabardar kar diya ke shaitan tumhara khula dushman hai. So, he explains that shaitan, he beautifies sin. It's like, person saw something shiny in the distance, looked like something very, very valuable. He went in, he quickly grabbed it quietly, but when he grabbed it inside, it was all filth and mess. Now, somebody had put it into very shiny paper. So it was very attractive from the outside. Looked like something very, very valuable inside. But inside was only mess. So this is what shaitan does. He wraps the mess of sin with the covering of the deceptive covering of enjoyment. But the covering is a covering. The covering is, doesn't give anything. What is inside is what is actually meant to be taken. Now if inside is something worthwhile, inside is something good, the covering is just put aside. That is what is taken. Now he opened him inside his only mess. Now he's going to be affected by that. So this is what shaitan does. He wraps up this mess of sin with a shiny covering of deceptive enjoyment. Now a person gets towards that 
and falls into the big problem. So therefore, as it says that shaitan, this is what he, he invites in this direction. But Allah Ta'ala and Allah's Rasul have already warned us that remember shaitan is your open enemy. And we are your friends. So don't fall into what shaitan has invited you towards. Dushman ke kehne se dost ka peman mat Example is giving, on one side is your enemy and the other side is your friend. And your enemy is saying, you come to me. So you're deciding, okay, let me break the friendship with my friend and go to my enemy. Now, which intelligent person does this? He knows this is his enemy, but now he can't have both. So you have to choose. Now, one side is his enemy, so now to go to the enemy, he says, okay, let's break the friendship with the friend. This is the height of foolishness. Dekh le ke kisse rishta tora aur kisse jora. Hazrat Pulpuri rahmatullah alayhi is jumle par rone lagte the. Hazrat says in this situation thing, who I have connected myself to and from who I broke myself off. I have broken my relationship from Allah Ta'ala in order to join it with shaitan. From where I broke off and where I joined up. I broke my relationship from Allah Ta'ala and I joined myself to shaitan. Hazrat says, Hazrat Shaykh Hazrat Shah Abdul Ghani Pulpuri Rahmatullah Alayhi Whenever he would, this, this particular line would come, Kisse Rishta Tora or Kisse Jora, he would start crying on this. That who did we break off from and where we joined ourselves? Allah Ta'ala blessed us with everything. Allah Ta'ala is our creator, sustainer, nourisher. And every moment, countless bounties Allah Ta'ala is showering upon us. And we break our friendship from Allah Ta'ala in order to join Shaitan. What a d- level of disloyalty this is. Shaitan ke kehne mein aakar Allah se rishta tor rahe ho aur dushman se jor rahe ho that due to the deception of shaitan we breaking the relationship from Allah Ta'ala and joining it with our enemy shaitan ke harbe mukhtalif hai kabhi ye gunaahon ki lazzat dikha kar Allah se rishta tor deta hai kabhi makhlooq ke taano tashni ka khauf dila kar Allah se dur kar deta hai say shaitan has various different strategies he uses all kinds of plans and tricks. Among his tricks, one is he deceives a person with the deceptive enjoyment, so-called enjoyment of sin. No, you'll get a lot of fun here. So now the person chases after that fun and he falls into the biggest problems of his life. That's one trick of shaitan, trap of shaitan. The other is, if I'm going to start doing the right, what's good, what's correct, Oh, this person might criticize me and that person might have some comment. That person might say something. Say, you also now becoming a very big buzrug now and you want to become like a super hero. You're carrying on for your another category. All kinds of comments people will make. I don't want to now get myself into this comments of people and hear all this. So now that's another trap of shaitan. One trap is that he brings the sin in front. The other trap, the fear of people's criticism people's comments, people's making some mockery, both are shaitan's steps. And a person who is truly concerned about connecting himself to Allah wa ta'ala, then he neither gets involved in that sin, nor he falls into this type of shaitan and worry about people's comments and criticism when he's trying to do something which is correct. Just to finish off on this one last malfuz, Hazrat says, Achhe aur bure akhlaq ke samarat. The 
result of good character and bad character. Hadith Pak Mehe la khayrafi man la ya'lafu wa la yu'laf. Mishkat, is shakhs me koi balai nahi jo na kisi se mahabbat karta hai na log usse mahabbat karte hai. Hadith Sharif of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, no good in the person who doesn't give love and is not loved. Who doesn't love and is not loved. Before further explaining this Hadith Sharif, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, listen to one more. And Hazrat says, listen to one more hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Huzur sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ke zamane mein do aurte thi. The summary of that, what is mentioned here then, is that in the time of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, there were two women. Both these women, their condition was reported to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. One woman, it was mentioned about her, that, mashallah, she does a lot of optional ibadat, lot of nawafil, etc., very, very engaged in amal and tasbihat and tilawat, etc. But unfortunately, her akhlaq is very poor. She is all the time causing some difficulty to the neighbors, to the family people, to people inside the house, outside the house, wherever and anywhere. She is always causing some kind of problems to people. And very, very bitter tongue, saying things which are very hurtful. But on the other side, she has a lot of ibadat. So, what is the position of this woman? So Rasulullah replied and said, Here fin nar. She will be in Jahannam. So Nabi gave her the warning of Jahannam. In other words, if she doesn't correct this, doesn't make amends, this is where she's headed. Ah, kaha gaya tahajjud, kaha gayi tilawat, kaha gayi namaz, kaha gaya roza. Saying, now where? Subhanallah, where did all that tahajjud, tilawat, the nafil salah, the nafil fast, where did all this go? All this got lost because of the poor akhlaq. And now she's ending up in Jahannam. That the person who has bitter character, jo akhlaq ka karwa ho, this bitterness now has become the person's nature, then such a person is far away from Allah Ta'ala. Then another person was now also mentioned, another woman was also mentioned, that this woman does the basic necessary aspects, her faraiz, wajibat, parab, sunnat, muqqada, etc. all done. All the necessary things are all completed. She does a little bit of other amal as well. She is not excelling in nawafil and so on. She may not be spending half the night in tahajjud and so on, making a few rakats, but she is not excelling in all this. But at the same time, she has excellent character. She is somebody who has beautiful akhlaq, an excellent character, and everybody is very happy about her character. Nabi Salaam was asked about this woman, he said, this woman is in Jannat. So, this is the lesson that was given regarding this two. Now, coming back to the original discussion, the actual discussion where the discussion comments, لا خير في من لا يألف ولا يؤلف So, he explains about this. That think about, ponder over this Hadith Sharif, what it started off with. Most of the time the problem is, everybody is saying, but I am treated in this way, so that's why I react. He says, no, that's not the case. The Hadith Sharif says, there's no good in that person who does not love and is not loved. It starts off with what he does. Does he give off good character? 
is he giving mahabbat? He is giving bitterness and he is expecting other things. It starts off with me. What am I doing? Each one has to reflect. Am I giving what I am supposed to give? Then if somebody else is not fulfilling their role, but if this continues, Allah Ta'ala will change that heart too. But in any case, that is that person's matter between them and Allah Ta'ala. And dunya is dunya after all. Everything doesn't go as per like clockwork and by the book. Some people do it by the book and somebody go against the book too. So we need to be within what we are supposed to do. Allah Ta'ala will open the hearts of others around and we'll find that happiness, that muhabbat, that peace and serenity that we are looking for. Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq, Allah Ta'ala bless us with amal to the tawfiq of making amal upon all these aspects that we discussed. Allah Ta'ala fill our hearts with that nur that has been mentioned and save us from all those things that will distance us from him. Allah Ta'ala bless us all and keep us steadfast on deen. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا الحمد لله رب العالمين. We'll make zikr for a few minutes, two, three minutes and then make dua inshaAllah. It is reported in the Hadith Sharif that the person who recites La ilaha illallah hundred times daily, Allah Ta'ala will cause his face to shine like the 14th moon on the day of Qiyamah. What this means is that inshaAllah with the barakat of this daily recitation, Allah Ta'ala will cause, grant him the tawfiq of righteous actions and this will become a means of this great honor, save him from sin as well and this will become the means of this great honor on the day of Qiyamah. So we should try inshaAllah to make this as part of our daily ma'amul, daily practice that we make this tasbih hundred times, la ilaha illallah, in our homes, in our own time, but we try to keep constant with this. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله
forgive our friends and relatives, Ya Allah. Forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah, shower your maghfirat on the ummah, Ya Allah. Shower your rahmat on the ummah, Ya Allah. Allah, guide us and guide the entire ummah to those a'mal that bring down your rahmat, Ya Allah. Save us and the entire ummah from such actions that bring down azab, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, guide us to sirat mustaqim Ya Allah. Keep us steadfast on sirat mustaqim Ya Allah. Save us from all the deviations, Ya Allah. Save us from the sins and vice, Ya Allah. Save us from the traps of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, only with your protection can we be saved, Ya Allah. Allah, don't leave us to ourselves for the blink of an eye, Ya Allah. Allahumma la takilna ila anfusina tarfata ayin. Fa innaka in takilna ila anfusina takilna ila ba'fi wa dhammi wa awrati wa khati'ah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you protect us, Ya Allah. Protect our iman, Ya Allah. Protect our amal, Ya Allah. Protect our life, health and honor, Ya Allah. Allah, protect the iman, amal, life, health and honor of every mu'min, Ya Allah. Protect the wealth of every mu'min, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, keep us steadfast on deen, Ya Allah. Keep us on iman, Ya Allah. Take us on kamil iman, Ya Allah. Raise us on the day of qiyamah with iman, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, the time of our death, take us with la ilaha illallah. Muhammadur Rasulullah. Allah, take us on tawbat and nasuh, Ya Allah. Take us on perfect iman, Ya Allah. Allah, make our qabr's gardens of jannah for us, Ya Allah. Grant us the shafaat of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah, give us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all those who have passed away, make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Raise their stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Allah, all those who are sick, give them shifai, kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Allah, remove every trace of their ailments, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, unite the hearts of the ummah, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of spouses, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of parents and children, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of brothers and sisters, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of families, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of the ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. All those who asked us to make dua for them, all who have raised their hands to this dua, Ya Allah, you know of each one's needs, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's dies needs from the grave, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Remove the anxieties, the sorrow, the grief, the worry, Ya Allah. The depression and tension, Ya Allah. Fill the hearts with itminan and sukoon, Ya Allah. Fill the homes with tranquility and peace and happiness, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, you grant us all the khair that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa begged for. Allah, save us from everything that he sought refuge from, Ya Allah. اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر مستعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله